Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, the one and only Strawberry Ice, down here in the Ice Cave in rainy Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, like I said, on the teaser on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, there's Bearcat news and somebody's leaving. Jay Sorolla has decided to take his ball and go home. He posted last night on Twitter, It's been a pleasure, USA, my beloved Europe, here I come. Now, Sorolla, first year, he was a grad transfer. First year of the Bearcats averaged 2.4 rebounds per game and 3.3 points per game. Now, at first, you're like, okay, that's not that big of a loss. You know, the points and the rebounds. The loss is when Chris Vogt gets in foul trouble or he gets tired or whatever, that's a seven-footer coming off the bench that Bearcat pass games, pass teams, we haven't had. We've... The only other seven-footer I remember the Bearcats having was Biggie. And that was a couple years ago. We had two of them on this team. Plus, you got Dari coming off. So that's three big guys. You can rotate in and out and bang on the other guy, other team's big guys and wear them out. Now, the reason Sorolla's playing time has went down is because Mamadou Diare has stepped up and played very well. I am very excited and happy for him. He has worked very hard. At his craft is getting a lot better. Prayers out to him. I hope his leg's okay after the biting incident Saturday. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure he's fine. But getting back to the bigger loss of Sorolla. This puts more pressure on Trayvon Scott. He's going to have to play some minutes at center, I think. Because Dari has played better, but I don't know. Like, say Chris Voke gets into foul trouble early in the game, like he's done in the past. Can Dare play that well for that long of a stretch to help out the Bearcats? Don't get me wrong. He's played a lot better, but when he would get into trouble or whatever, he could put Sorolla in there and dispel him. So this is where I think it hurts. Now, Brandon, he's a very good coach. I'm sure he'll figure it out. He probably saw this coming. We'll have to just change the rotation around and... Hopefully we'll be fine. Sorol, I hope you do really good. I hope it's a good choice for you. I don't know why you'd want to leave now. Dude, college basketball is just heating up now. We're here in conference play. We're heading toward the NCAA tournament. Well, hopefully UC is. But, I mean, that's when basketball gets really good. Now, like I said, he's going to pursue a pro career. So, money talks. You know, it's the rest of the saying. So, I can't fold him for that to go make some money but I guess he thought he would uh, come here he probably thought he would start now Chris Vogt I, like I said I've never heard of the guy until this year he has been a godsend he's been so much better than I ever thought he would be I mean he's obviously if he keeps going the way he's going he could have himself a nice little NBA career but you know we got a little ways to go for that so good luck to Sorolla. Now, we'll get back to what I was, this is what I was going to start the show off with. Bearcat news still. Bearcats have a huge game coming up Thursday. Now I know everybody's like, Strawberry, you've said every game is huge. Well, when you lose to Colgate and you lose to Bowling Green, every game's huge. You can't, can't lose any of them. Now this is, why this one's so big is this could potentially be UC's first 
Quadrant 1 win. Now, if you look at the net rankings, and that's how they go by now because the RPI is no more, Wichita State is 37th in the RPI rankings. This is such a be a quadrant, such a high quadrant one win because it's an away game. Quadrant uh, net rankings are based from one to seventy-five. They're thirty-seven, so it'd be a huge quadrant one win. Now they're coming off a very emotional game Saturday. They got to get themselves up for this game Thursday, and then they got to go to UConn on Sunday. So you got a pretty good stretch of games here where the Bearcats have really got to concentrate and bring their A game. And if they start off Thursday like they did Sunday, we're not going to win. We were able to come back for 15 points Sunday. It was a home game. It's different. It's a lot harder to do that on the road in a loud environment. Now, Coach Brandon said last night on his radio show, somebody asked him, you know, since Wichita State is going to be such a loud environment, do you guys do anything like they do in, in, in pro and college football? You know, like silent snaps, or, you know, clap to get the ball or anything like that. And he kind of chuckled and he goes, yeah, he goes, we got hand signals and stuff like that. But we actually got to work on that in our own gym Saturday because that place was loud, which is great. I had a buddy of mine who went to the game and he said that was the loudest he has ever heard Fifth Third Arena, which is great. That's when Fifth Third is rocking. That is when it is one of the funnest and best environments in college basketball. I'm a little biased, but so getting back to the Bearcats Thursday. Potentially huge win. Potentially our first quadrant win. We got to get that and then you got to stay focused. Sunday you're playing UConn. Now I know we blew UConn out at home. And UConn hasn't been all that good this year. But they're going to be in for a fight Sunday at UConn. So I would hate for it to go. We had this great win at Houston. Hopefully this great win at Wichita. And then we lay an egg at UConn. Because we really cannot afford to lose any games. And I cannot emphasize that enough. Right now, Joe Lenardi has us the first four out. So we're not in yet. I said we were in. I think we're in. That's what Joe Lenardi says. This would really go toward boosting our resume. This would be a huge resume-boosting win. All right, now, yes, on my show, I I try to cover all Cincinnati sports. I cover the ones that I, I like the most, which I'm a Bearcat fan, so I don't always cover Xavier or Kentucky that much. I had some Xavier fans message me on Facebook, hey, we had a great win uh, Saturday. Why didn't you say anything about that? Like, well, the show is only about 15 minutes long, sometimes 10 minutes, depending on how long I talk. <laughs> I don't know if you guys want to listen to me for 45 minutes. So I did have stuff written down about Xavier. I just didn't think uh, I could get into the show and and you guys would listen to me that whole time. So anyway, Xavier, you guys did have a huge win. You beat number 10, Seton Hall, at Seton Hall, 74-62. to 62. Now, the funny thing is I, I turned the game on late, and I turned it on, and I'm looking at the screen, and I go, look at my wife, go, is that right? 30-6. to six. They were beating Seton Hall at Seton Hall 30-6. to six. That is unbelievable. That is, I don't know if I've ever seen that before, a 30-6, to six, uh, 36 run, basically, <laughs> I mean, to start the game. 
I mean, Jones for Xavier into the game with 19 points and 18 rebounds. 18 rebounds. That's total effort right there. Xavier ended Seton Hall's, again, number 10 ranked Seton Hall at Seton Hall, ended their longest winning streak since 1988-89. That was back in the 20th century. The Bengals were in the Super Bowl. That's how long ago that was. That's how big of a win this is. This was a huge win. Now, I still think Xavier is, I don't think you guys are getting in. I mean, you're 14-8 and eight overall, which isn't great. It's not terrible, you're, but you're 3-5 and five in the Big East. But that is your first quadrant win. Quadrant one win. You guys got one. We don't have one yet. We need to get one. So that does go to helping your build your resume. Now, you have to follow that up tonight because you're facing DePaul at DePaul. Now, DePaul in the past hasn't been that good. They're pretty good this year. This is not going to be an easy game. It's at 9 o'clock on FS1. You need, like I just said with the Bearcats, you know, we had our great win Saturday. You got to bring it again Thursday. You guys had a great win Saturday. You got to bring it again tonight. You can't lose focus and effort. And I will give Travis Steele credit because I was on him last week going because he kept saying, you know, it's the fundamentals. We got to focus. We got to do this. It's just a whole bunch of coach speak. And I'm just like, aren't you the one that does that? Well, whatever he did, he finally got through to them and they were listening to him because that's the best game they've played all year. Bar none. Hopefully they'll get a win tonight. Now, I have not forget about forgotten about my uh, Big Blue Nation. You know how much I love you guys. Now, I got all kinds of crap after the Evansville game because I actually decided to give you guys some love and post some stuff on my Facebook and my Twitter and I mentioned you on my show. And then you lost to Evansville and then all of you guys are like, Strawberry, you never say anything about us. And then you do and we lose. Not my fault. But this time, I didn't say anything about you guys. Now, this isn't a this ain't a terrible loss. Losing, they lost 66-75 at Auburn. That's not a bad loss. Auburn's a good team. Now, Kentucky fans, I am with you. The free throw margin was ridiculous, okay? <laughs> the Tigers were 33 of 44. UK was 20 of 24. Auburn made more free throws than Kentucky took. That's a huge, huge discrepancy there. I, I didn't, I, I watched a little bit of the game. Like I said, yesterday's show, I was watching the Bearcats game at B-dubs and the UK game was on the next screen. So I was paying attention a little bit. But that free throw, that's that's like a Bearcat thing, man. I mean, I, I that was... That's a lot. I'll just say that's a lot. Now, Coach K, Coach K, sorry, Coach Cal said that he said it comes down to toughness and effort. That's the reason they lost the game. He's not going to blame the refs. You know, I think he could. Uh, Auburn offensively out-rebounded UK 42-28. to That's pretty big. Rebounding is just getting the stance, getting your butt into somebody, and getting the ball. It's just effort. That's, That's all rebounding is. It's effort. Anybody can do it. I mean, a big fat guy like me could do it. If I get the positioning right, I could out-rebound you. Now, I'd probably be exhausted and wore out after I did it once because I'm fat and I'm 44 years old. So, <laughs> my rebounding days are over. <laughs> All right, my final thought on the Super Bowl. And I'm going to put it to you like this. 
for the hopefully to end the Bengals. I know it's not going to end it, but I like it to end the Bengals fans debate over if you draft Chase Young or you draft Joe freaking Burrow. If you watched the show before, you know I my thought. You draft Joe freaking Burrow. Comes down to this. Both quarterbacks had a chance to make a play to win the Super Bowl. One did, one didn't. Patrick Mahomes converted a third and 15. Now, yes, the wide receiver is wide open. 49ers, Sucky Niners made a mistake, and he capitalized on it. He hit them, and they took off. Just like that. Now, Jimmy G, on the other hand, he had a shot. Debo Samuel beat two Kansas City Chiefs. Beat them. He's open. All he's got to do is drop it into him. Overthrew him by a mile. That right there is two things. One, why Jimmy G right now is not an elite quarterback. And two, why you draft that elite quarterback. Because that pass rush for the Sucky Niners was unbelievable. It had Patrick Mahomes shook and he first half, first three quarters, he played terrible. Fourth quarter, he figured it out and made the made a couple plays to win it. I don't think he should have been the MVP, though. I think the running back for Kansas City should have been. But that's neither here nor there. I don't get a vote. But that, to me, is why the Bengals, you draft Joe Burrow. And everybody's like, what if I get all these draft picks? People, there's a reason they're giving you all these draft picks. Because they think Joe Burrow's that good. He ran an NFL offense against as close to an NFL defenses as you can in the SEC. Am I guaranteeing that he is going to be the next elite quarterback in the NFL? I have no idea. I hope so. But all I know is he played great. On Patrick Mahomes played great. Those are the quarterbacks that win Super Bowls. you got to start at the quarterback. Yes, you need an offensive line. And I hope to God the Bengals draft him. And I hope to God that they do some free agent stuff. Sign guys. Because that's what they need to do. They haven't done the passing. From what Duke Tobin says, it doesn't sound like they're going to. Hopefully, they'll hit it with the draft. Now, another point I have for Bengals fans. Just think of this. Okay, the Bengals went to five straight playoffs. Just think, if Joe Burrow is as good as we think he is, meaning how good he played in college, if he's your quarterback then, you think you'll win at least one playoff game? Maybe two? Maybe three? Maybe a Super Bowl? Because those teams were talented enough to win a Super Bowl. We had guys that are playing talented enough. They're still playing. Most of them are still playing at a high level. Now we had some knuckleheads on there, which that's where hopefully Zach Taylor will get rid of those guys. We won't have that on future Bengals teams. But my point is, if we had that elite quarterback then, we might have won one. Now, it also comes down to Marvin Lewis. Now, I like Marvin Lewis, and he brought the Bengals out of the doldrums of the 90s. But I don't think him and Dusty Baker did the same thing. They both managed and coached the same way no matter what it was, what the situation was, which is good in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, you can't do that. You can't coach scared. You can't manage scared. you got to go for it. And neither one of them went for it. And I think that's the reason... Cincinnati Pro Sports, other than the Cyclones, had been on this long drought without any playoff wins. So, draft Joe Burrow, get an offensive line, and 
hopefully we'll be in a Super Bowl soon. All right, well, that's it for today's show. That's just sports, baby. Check me out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Leave your comments down below. Anything you like, you don't like. Um, thoughts on tomorrow's show, because tomorrow is Wednesday. It'll be the sports hump, meaning what gets you excited, get you over that hump in the middle of the week to slide that into your sports weekend. What are you excited about? What's got you pumped up? So, message me, Facebook. You can do it on voicemail on the old podcast here. Or not. Tell all your friends about me. See you guys.